You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method. And my specialty is goal setting simplified and event outcome optimization. And every Sunday night, I lead the Goal Chat Twitter chat. And then on Monday, I bring in friends to dive deep into the topic. And then Thursday, it magically becomes an episode of The Dev Show podcast. So whether you're watching live or the replay or listening, we're glad you're here and choosing yourself and your goals. And I feel like I'm hearing a moving truck in the back in the background. I don't know if you all hear that. It's LA. There's always noise. But <laughs> the topic is get moving. So I feel like it's almost like theme. And for this conversation, I'm sure you were thinking, get moving, exercise. Well, you would be right if it were a different conversation, but we will probably jump into that as well. But what I did is I gathered some of my friends who are literal movers and shakers to dive into the conversation on getting moving. And first we have Serena Bales and Serena is one of my innovation women friends. And we met via clubhouse and she said, me, 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 I want to be on your show. And I said, well, I want a realtor for when I talk about getting moving. So here we are. And we also have my, my dear friend, G. Brian Benson, author, project coach, and literally one of the nicest guys in the universe. And I only get to see you when you're on my show. So really <laughs> glad that you're here. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> and of course, we have Amanda Robinson, the digital gal. And when I was thinking of people who move around a lot, there is Amanda. And she is <laughs> one of my uh, social media friends who I don't know if we've ever actually had more than a two-minute one-on-one conversation. So I'm so excited. Yes, now you all know the deep secret. I host this show to hang out with my friends, and you get to as well. Um, now that I've said virtually nothing about all of you, I would love for you to introduce yourselves. And so, Serena, let's start with you. Uh, please share who you are, where you're, who you are, why you're here. And anything else you think we need to know about you right now? <laughs> uh, I'm Serena Bales. I'm in Kansas City, both the Kansas and Missouri side. I'm an investor realtor. And what that means is I very much specialize in working with investors. Um, if you are not quite sure what that means, it's a completely different language. Um, I also invest in real estate myself. I am very passionate about real estate education. I host five different events on a weekly and monthly basis just for education. It's my passion and it's what I want to just continue um, 
it's just flourishing in my network and in my marketplace because there's such a need for it, especially when things move so quickly. Um, but that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Uh, I have four kids. I've been married for 22 years. And yes, every all relationships are very important to me. Excellent. Well, I, I'm glad you're here and I look forward to getting to, to know you more. So welcome, welcome. Brian. Deb. My name is G. Brian Benson <laughs> and I go by my middle name, Brian. And it always causes confusion. Um, I'm an author. I'm a project coach. Uh, I act a little bit on the side and I ultimately just like to really create a lot of positive content in all kinds of different ways, whether um, it's a video or a spoken word video piece, um, short film, you name it. So yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to be here and um, thank you for inviting me. It, and do you want to tell people why I'm having you here on a conversation about getting moving? Cause I figure, I feel like you, you missed explaining that. Sure. Um, <laughs> gosh, I mean, I, I think, well, <laughs> that was a nice way of saying that. I think, you know, throughout my life, I've really, um, I'd probably the thing I'm most proud of is that I've showed up and I've maybe stepped out of my comfort zone a lot of different ways. And, and that's kind of the same as maybe moving in, in a variety of different ways, whether it was leaving my family business, um, traveling around the U.S. last year for six months in an RV after having cancer the year before, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here and just share um, some of what I've learned. Well, you certainly don't let any grass grow under your feet, and you're a wonderful role model for uh, what is it, the Etch-a-Sketch refresh. Let's start up, Let's start again. And always with a smile on your face. So I'm really glad to have you here. Thank you. Amanda. Hi. So Hi. My, name, my name is Amanda Robinson. I am the digital gal. I teach Facebook advertising with my signature four-week Facebook ads boot camp and my Swift kick in the ads program. Uh, I'm very passionate about Facebook advertising. I like to geek out with small business owners who are learning it from the ground up and need it broken down into normal people speak, not, uh, you know, high intense e-commerce guru speak. Uh, why am I here? Well, um, about seven years ago, I built, started building my business with the intention of building it completely online in a way that I could be, I could travel and I could explore and explore the world and live the life that I want to live. And it still took several years of building the business to get to the point where I can be completely um, mobile, I guess you can say. And then fast forward to the past four years, I have been, uh, I've done a whole stint of doing over 80,000 kilometers. Yes, I'm Canadian. Uh, all through the United States with my car and my dog and my laptop live streaming from all sorts of locations. Uh, I just recently road tripped all the way from Ontario back to British Columbia and I'm on the island, Vancouver Island. And I travel quite a lot. And even upcoming in the next several months, I am in probably, I'd say, 10 different states in the next three months. So I've, I've, I can't say that I've mastered the art of working my business online. Uh, well on the go because there are always areas that I'm falling down and um, learning <laughs> but I've gotten it into a pretty good balance where I've got my client workload I've got my membership I've got my online calls and I can work it all into the travel schedule yeah wow and it would be fair to say that you're pretty much always moving pretty much <laughs> I'm I, I'm here for in like home like home base home that I've decided that this is my home base. I'm here for a week and a half. 
and then I'm back at it again. So, Ooh, but this so is a long time, but this is the life that I have built and the life that I intentionally wanted. I don't have kids. I'm not married. I have, I've, I've built my life around my passion and I love road tripping and camping and adventuring. So if there's waterfalls involved, I'm in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's a huge part, right? Of setting goals and, and setting your sights on the life you want and then working towards it, building towards it and getting moving. It could, well, I'm going to ask the question because I think I've already put in my three or four cents on this, but what does getting moving mean to you? And let's start with you, Amanda, on this one. Getting moving. Um, I guess for me, the way I relate getting moving is adventuring, exploring, and experiencing. So when I'm not doing those things, I'm not moving. And when I'm not moving, then it's kind of like a flower that's not getting water. I kind of start to wilt a little bit. And then over time, it's, it's, it it just pulls everything down. So when I get moving again, it replenishes my soul and I come to life again and I fill my cup and then I am so much more motivated to do, to do the things that I love to do and continue to inspire people that I inspire. That's fantastic. I missed a word because I'm putting in the chat, but you said you love adventuring, exploring, and what was the third? Oh gosh, I can't remember. Adventuring, exploring, and experiencing? That's the word. It's such an important word, too, because if you're not experiencing, what the heck are you doing? Exactly. And and I know um, Brian is a fan of filling up the cup. So, Brian, same question. I think it can be answered so many different ways. But for me, probably on an ongoing basis, kind of like it is for Amanda, I have to move um, and get a little bit of exercise every day because that just kind of allows me to, I don't know, I maybe have a little bit of extra energy or something, but it helps ground me and it allows me to kind of branch out and do the things that I really want to do. And it also helps me just kind of uh, stay in tune with my intuition, which is my guide. And that's kind of what um, has put me on this crazy course that I've been on, you know, the last 10, 12 years. But I need to have a little bit of movement every day. Well, yes, because if you don't move, you don't move. Yeah, I feel feel unwatered also, you know, just like Amanda said. (laughs) There's something to be said about intuition. When you mention intuition and this sort of on-the-move lifestyle, there's something about when you start to trust yourself, when you can really listen to your intuition and stop being stubborn, stop fighting against it, go with your gut feel, it is always going to guide you in the direction of what you need, what's best for you and what's going to fill your cup or what's going to recharge your battery. But it's when you ignore that intuition that you you slowly back yourself into a corner of unhappiness. Yeah, and give yourself permission to say, you know, I'm not quite sure why that doesn't feel right, but I know it doesn't. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Serena... What about you? What does get moving well mean to you as a human, but also we've got the literal realtor, which again, yeah. I think I love amusing. working with investors because to me, they're basically entrepreneurs. Like they are to the core. They have a higher risk tolerance. Um, a lot of things are numbers. It's business related. Very much speaks my language. And I think that's why I really love this space. And with that, everybody has their own language. You know, Amanda's definitely explore, you know, and Brian is move. For me, it's relationships. It's knowing what your language is and then having clarity on the direction that you're wanting to go. 
in taking the best action to move forward with that. For me, I tell clients, if it's not in your calendar, your future should be. Whatever that is, if it is talking to the next best person about property management or whatever it is to explore, you know, to go in a direction that you're looking for, put it on your calendar, even if it's just the next event. So you're around the right people and having the right conversations. Do that. Find your tribe. And that's so important, especially with investing, because normally they're the one person in the family that's like the black sheep or around their friends. And they're like, I really wish you'd stop talking about houses. Like you're really lame. <laughs> so when they join their group, they're amongst their people and everybody's speaking the same language. Yeah. So to paraphrase and like put, put your little uh, philosophy in a fun little nutshell, getting moving is taking action. Is doing the things that you need to do to have the life that you want, which is probably, you know, a common theme of the people I'm chatting with today. Um, And what's the point of living life if you're not going after those goals in that dream life or, as I call it, goaltopia, living the life you want and achieving those goals? But let's let's step back and talk about the literal for a minute and then we can go we can go crazy about moving forward in our lives, et cetera. But especially in the digital world where we can literally sit in front of a computer all day, uh, how do you get moving throughout the day? What are some of the things you incorporate, Brian, when you're not out acting and, you know, being you? Um, I try to, I'm pretty good uh as far as like maybe incorporating a routine throughout my life, you know, and it's going to change from time to time, but that really helps me stay in balance and in flow. So I usually try to exercise in the morning, um, whether it's go for a walk or go to the gym and then um, try to get some work done. Then I always meditate for a little bit. And, uh, you know, these are all really basic, but what I eat really makes a difference too and how I feel and how I move forward in the world. And so I always try to eat healthy all the time, but I really try to eat healthy in the morning. So I'll have a, a green drink with just some spinach in it and some frozen blueberries and a little ginger root. And, um, and that usually gets me by until late morning. And so that kind of helps me stay awake and I'm a morning person. So I don't get, you know, if you, if you eat too heavy, you know how it makes you feel. So I don't want to start the day off like that. But uh, then I just kind of just go with the flow of the rest of the day. I do probably most of my work in the first half, two thirds of the day. And then I'm kind of just like, you know, getting tired because I'm, I'm, you know, a morning person and, and just maybe do simpler things later on. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's so important to know your time of day strengths, what you, what you do well when because then you can maximize, you know, that you need to get up and do like the Brian creative work. So later in the day, you could do the, the more rote things. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes I'll take, I'll, I'll meditate in the middle of the day. That helps me kind of refresh, you know, for 15, 20 minutes, sometimes I'll fall asleep, but it's fine. I, maybe I needed it. And, and that gives me a little bit more energy and um, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And, and so what about you, Serena? Uh, very much the same breath work um, for me. Uh, I've struggled with health and fitness just because I have always quit 
um, my passion as far as real estate forward. But I had an amazing uh, speaker who very much motivated me. And for that, I went to journaling. I got clarity about what I wanted to have in my life, how much space I wanted to give it, and what I thought um, was really important. And once I did that, it appears. You know, a lot of people call that manifestation. I thought, I think it's more of law of attraction. I put in the universe what I want. And sometimes it's just getting clarity first and knowing what that is. So my one day turned into day one five weeks ago, and I started powerlifting. And not only I am doing it, but my youngest is doing it, and my husband is doing it. Wow. Is it fun? Yes. (laughs) It's incredibly fun. It was, it's way better than I thought it ever would be. And I think that comes along with it. Anytime you have something that you set into the universe, you get so much more than you thought you would have. Oh, I am so with you. And I'm seeing nodding from the other guests as well. Amanda, I mean, you're always moving around, but how do you move around? Well, it's a great question because I, I work long hours as well. So sometimes I find myself pinned to the desk for a 12 hour day. Um, it's what happens when you run your own business and you have to wear all the hats and do all of the things. Some days are heavier than others. Uh, but a couple things that keep me moving are, uh, I have my dog, small dog and who's not small. Uh, so building in regular breaks to get off the desk, he, and he lets me know, he gives me a nice little nose bop to say it's time. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Break off the desk, go for the walk, come back. Um, some of the other things is I on purpose, like a day like today where I have no reason to leave the house, but I on purpose, get out, go buy myself a coffee to physically get off the desk, physically change my location, get out and, and change scenery. The other thing I do is when I have the opportunity, I do a lot. I'm a desk jockey. I spend a lot of time on the computer. Um, when I have the opportunity, such as this weekend, for example, I'm going camping in Tofino, where I'll go camping off grid, where I pack up everything. I backpack it in. I go off grid and wow. literally have no connection to the outside world for over 24 to 48 hours and disconnect completely. And that's my time. That's my time to just listen to the waves on the beach or sit there and have my coffee you know, in the tent and just enjoy, enjoy life without all of the technology. So I take advantage of those little, those little moments to disconnect and recharge. And that's how I power up my battery. So that when I do have these weeks where I have stints of, you know, 12 hour days, um, I'm different than Brian and Serena, where I'm the night hawk. I take a long, slow time in the day to kind of warm up, ramp up. And then, and then once I'm going, I'm locked on and I'm hyper-focused and I can't quit. I can't shut it down. I can't shut the brain down. So it's very difficult for me to break that focus. When I'm on a roll, I'm on a roll and I run, I've learned to embrace it, run with it. Um, I do have a rule though, when it's, uh, if it hits midnight, I got to get off the desk. <laughs> but I take those moments. I, I force myself to have those regimented breaks. I have to have everything calendared and scheduled, even down to having a lunch break. It has to be in the calendar because if it's not, I won't take it. I skip over it. And then I realize I've done a five hour block of talking on zoom calls and then doing work and not even having a pee break. And it's, it's a, it's, it's a chronic issue with hyper-focus, but I've had to learn little hacks and tricks. And the other uh, hack I have is I use verbal alarms for almost everything. So 
I've got my Google Home and I will ask it to set alarms to remind me to get up and move, physically move. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love the calendar. Um, I personally have never forgotten to eat, but I do know (laughs) what it's like. Or pee. But I do know what it's like when you get in that zone and you don't even want to stop because you're so excited. And that also means that you're doing the right thing. So, so again, finding that balance, but the forced balance. And even if your boundary is midnight, which most people would think is a little bit late, if it works for you, then it works for you. And that's when normally I spend during the daytime, during working hours, that's when the clients are available. That's when I'm having conversations and on camera, but my creative work happens later in the evening. And it's and that's my time where everyone else is quiet. I'm not getting phone calls from anybody, no matter what time zone they're in. And that's when I can just exist and be, and that's when the inspiration hits. And that's when I create, that's when I'm the most productive. I, I remember, well, even now, I love the holidays because people don't bother me. And it's the perfect time to be diving into those passion projects, the creative projects. But if all you wait is for holidays to work on your passion projects, well, guess slow and steady wins the race, but that's a little bit excessive. So (laughs) knowing your good productive time, I think is so valuable. Uh, So you're all like literally moving forward on everything. (laughs) What stops people? Let's talk about the opposite of all of you. What do you think stops people from moving forward? Amanda? Mm -hmm. They think the goal is too big or it's too unattainable or it's too far out or it's too, the, the goal doesn't feel like it can happen tomorrow. So therefore you put it off until the next tomorrow and the next tomorrow and the next tomorrow, you might not have any more tomorrows. So why not start today? If something takes you out halfway through while you were on your journey midway, at least you're moving in the direction of doing what you want to do. You might not be exactly, well, the other, the other part to that is even when you think you're going to get to where you want to be, You're never where you want to be. It's always in the future. So just keep moving one foot in front of the other every single day. Make it a goal that if you just take, if you just did one action, one tiny action, whether that's writing an idea in a book or whether that's sitting down and cranking out an entire website in an afternoon, whatever, just whatever action, big or small, if you do one single thing every single day, that'll keep you moving forward. So I think people prevent themselves from, from experiencing their own success and success is very big broad term but because they think the goal it can't happen in such a short timeline that they don't put the tomorrow effort in the today effort for the tomorrow yes i i i see that all the time as well and i i'm a huge fan of the little increments of time but i've got something i call the five of seven rule which gives you permission to take a day a day or two off a week to not well to think but not to act, but the little bits of time definitely add up. And if you don't start, you're never going to get there. So I I think that that's huge. What do you think, Brian? Wow. There's a lot of reasons. I think some, some that I just kind of popped in while um, Amanda was talking, I think sometimes we can push too hard. And a lot of times if I'm going against my intuition or, or pushing to make stuff happen in for the wrong reasons. I think sometimes this is kind of two together, but 
Uh, I know okay. for me personally in the, in the past, some of the things I did, I'm proud of everything I did and they were kind of intuitively guided and, you know, I was a conduit for them, but yet I also wanted them to um, validate me. And so if we kind of get caught in that, um, you know, that least expectation, sometimes it messes up. And, and so I think sometimes we can push too hard and we, you know, every time I really tried to push when I wasn't supposed to, nothing happened. And so those are the times when we need to just chill and take a break. And, and, and so I think it ultimately comes down to self-awareness, right? Um, in that regard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Blah. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, absolutely. Sometimes you need to chill and take a break. And that doesn't necessarily stop you from achieving your goals. It just means you need a break. Well, yes. Right? And um, I think, though, sometimes if we're, I can only speak for myself. And just since I've always really tried to almost be the observer, you know, in my own experience for a long time, that sometimes if we're doing something for the wrong reasons, that can keep us from moving forward. So you just ex- explain my entire dating life. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, it, it happens in a lot of different ways. I, I see you nodding, Serena. Did you yes. have something to add? Well, um, yeah, I think that was really insightful. Um, there are opportunities that I say no to. And a lot of times it, even if it's a passion project, timing is everything. A lot of my clients, timing is everything. Um, a lot of things that stop them are, uh, they have gone somewhere and learned something and they've been given the context, but they haven't been giving or the content, but not the context. So they know what they're looking for, but they don't know how that looks in our market or how it will actually perform outside of their little formula they were given by somebody else. Mm. So clarity um, expectations, things set ahead of time will really help people move forward. Um, and knowing that someone is actually going to stand there and walk with you step by step. A lot of times I see people given offers for their houses, even cash offers. And in this market, there are a lot of motivated people, um, people that are older, people that are stuck in situations and they're outrageous. Some of the offers, they're like, there's no way if someone were just to say, listen, I will take you step by step. Each step, I'm going to give you a menu and off that menu, you can decide which direction you want to go. They would get a lot more done because people need that. They need to see the, the trail before they start walking up that mountain. So it's timing, but also guidance. Uh, yes. Community support, right? Can I add one thing too? After yes, Serena, please. Sorry. I think sometimes we, I, and this is me again, I wanted things so badly, I would like maybe purchase a program or do this or that, you know, and it wasn't really meant for me. And that would just actually make the process even longer because here I'm trying to put me who's different and unique, just like everybody else's into this cookie cutter situation, which you kind of mentioned earlier, Serena. So it's a lot about a lot of trust as well. 
Yeah, and making sure that person is where you want to be, right? I've fallen, I've fired mentors just because, you know, after a few months, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's not where I want to be, or that's not the language I speak. Yeah. I think it's so important, and that's why what I do is so foundational, you know, to get what you want, you need to know what you want. When you know what you want, then the the mentors, the outside influences, the the resource that come your way, you know which are yeses and which is are no thank yous. It, but you can only tell that if you are true to yourself and your path and you know the destination and it may change, it probably will. But who you are and why you do what you do doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I've recently adopted a new way of looking at things. So I say recently, probably about in the last year, and it sounds, it's going to sound a little harsh, but it has been working for me lately because I've been too, too kind, too much of a pushover too. I put everybody else's needs and clients needs and everything ahead of myself, but realizing that I have my goals and I, I want to move myself forward. No one else is going to take accountability for that. So I've had to get more focused. And what's helped me get more focused is that people I encounter along my way, and again, this is going to charging my battery up or draining my battery, are only falling into three categories. They are either helping me, hurting me, or standing in my way. Mm-hmm. Only one of those categories is moving me forward. And it's not about using people. It's about any interactions that I'm having. For example, if I want to go out for brunch with a friend, is that helping me? Yes, it's lifting me up. It's giving me a recharge. Do I want to go out for a group activity where half the people in the group are uh, very upset and down all the time and you know, draining that energy? They're not hurting me, but they're standing in my way because that's time I could be using for something else. So when I look at a situation before I say yes or no to it, or as I'm making a decision in a situation, if I want to remain in the situation or move on, I've run it up that little flagpole of, is it helping me, hurting me? or standing in my way. And that standing in your way category, that's the one that gets you. That's the one where, you know, you're too polite. You'll you'll stick it out through pretty much anything. But once I've started to identify that that's not helping me. It's not helping me. So where do I where do I want to go with my goals? Who do I want to spend my time with? Where do I want to put my energy? And that little that little formula has just absolutely changed everything for me. I I love that third category. Because that's the one people people don't look at. Um, I was I've been on the board for this organization for the last couple of years, and <laughs> now that my time is up, I'm done. Hmm. And it definitely falls into that category of putting energy out and trying to make things better. To crickets, not worth my time, not worth my energy, and it's it's prioritizing the time too. So as you're talking, I'm like, yep. (laughs) And especially if, you know, some of us are a little bit more in the giving nature and it can really, myself, you know, it can really slow us down. Well, saying no, it's a complete sentence, but it's probably a lot of people's least favorite sentence. Can you relate? I feel like um, saying no, I'm really not good at. So doing this little exercise of the if, if it's standing in my way, it prov- it helps me prevent myself from putting myself in situations where I have to say no. It just helps me curb my time, curb my energy, curb everything into all yes scenarios by by taking care of it right away instead of allowing myself to get in 
to a scenario where I'm not having fun anymore mm-hmm. or I'm not, or I'm spending time, but it's spending time at my expense for somebody else's benefit that isn't moving me forward closer to where I want my goals to be. And I kind of look at it in the grand scheme of things that there are only so many weekends that you have on this planet and of the weekends or whether you work on a weekend schedule, Monday to Friday schedule, whatever, there's only so many pockets of time that you have to take all the hard work that you've been doing from your day job and go and explore experience and just do the things that you are working so hard for. There's only so many weekends. There's only so much time to do the things. So of that time, how is it best spent and how quickly am I moving myself to those goals and are these things slowing me down? So it helps prevent me from getting into those positions of having to say no. And that's been a huge relief. <laughs> that, that is awesome. Um, Serena had something brilliant to say. <laughs> Go and on, please. Well, and it's being intentional in reverse. You know, a lot of it was, okay, how, how are these people affecting me? It's also the opposite. How am I affecting other people? I have, uh, I have five other agents in my space that do very similar things as what I do. And I am perfectly okay to put every single one of them in an email and say, you know what, maybe they can serve you better than I can. And they're not in my brokerage, but they share a very similar space, which is very important in putting them out there like that. Uh, because I do feel like there is so much abundance out there and I want you to find somebody that speaks to you. I love that you said the word intention. Cause you, do you, do you guys do this where you set yourself a word for the year? And then that's like your word for my year. My, my word for this year was intentional. Everything that I do this year has to be intentional, not reactive. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been pretty, again, huge, huge shift. Not the same girl that I was a year ago. Not the same girl I was four years ago. Not the same girl I was when I decided I'm going to start an online business. (laughs) (laughs) But it's amazing just hearing, hearing your perspectives on what, what has what helps you move forward and how much I'm like, Oh yeah. Checking the boxes. I'm like, yes, that, that resonates. Well, yeah. I'm a fan of in, in Brian and Serena, I'm going to ask you in a minute what your word for the year is. So I I'm buying you time here. I'm sorry. No, I'm oh no. It's- Thanks a lot, Amanda. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to for a while. <laughs> spaghetti. I'm just gonna to say it right question. now, it's spaghetti. Yeah. Right. Is it spaghetti? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd be okay with that word. Okay. What is it really, Brian? Well, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were gonna say something before you were gonna. I'd still need a few seconds. To kind of <laughs> okay. Uh, what I was going to say is, so the D in the Dub method is determine your mission, and after you figure out your mission statement, you come up with a motto. So my motto being goal setting simplified, or what I'm working with right now is event outcome optimization. So I'm more thematic in my intentions, my mottos, because that's that's the barometer I use. This is what I did my TEDx on in April, is the magic of your motto. When you know who you are, what you stand for, it's a decision tree. And take that and use your, your words in alignment with it. And you're like golden. You've got like, I don't want to, going back to the law of attraction, you've just got all of what you need for yourself in the simplest manner to help you make decisions, move forward and have that best life you so desire. 
Did I buy you enough time, Brian and Serena? <laughs> no, no, I probably need an hour, but um, I'll, I'll wing it. I, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to come up with a word. It's just, it, I have done that before. I think a couple of years ago it was a wow. And then last year was such a interesting year in of itself in so many good ways. Just being on the road, I was able to, um, well, yeah, in a nutshell, I, I, I needed to heal. And it was so healing in so many different ways. Um, and it gave me some things that I thought it probably would. I mean, like I became more self-sufficient in certain ways. And, but I mean, ultimately, and this is going to sound really sappy. It, it, I needed to be anonymous for a while because I put so much pressure on myself to be this perfect person. Cause I was writing all this self-help stuff and creating in that realm. And so it really allowed me to just take a break, connect with people and just breathe. But it, it allowed me to love the Brian that hadn't accomplished everything. And so Thank you. That's Thank big. You. Wait, that's big. Where's your Thank gold you. star? It's right on my forehead. Um, I can I can relate to this. Yeah, and so this year, um, I don't have a word, but it's just there's a lot of transition going on, and everything's good because I'm standing in a much more self accepting um, place. And and when if you love yourself, everything else falls into place. And so I'm just kind of allowing myself to stand. In a, in a way that I haven't stood before and, and just allow things to unfold. And um, I mean, I have an idea where things are going to go, but I'm not going to get in the way anymore. <laughs> so let's come up with a word around that, Dev. Um, I, think your word, I think your word is allow. Well, I'll use allow again. Yeah. I've used it before, but yeah. Yeah, and I am. So I allow it. it is. Thank you. I was going to use healing, but we can use allow. It's okay. Doesn't have to be my word. <clears throat> but but this is what because I've I've known you a few years now and and I'm giving you extra gold stars because I know what it took <laughs> to get you to here. So I say your word is yay Brian yay me. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with a wow. Sure. Thank you. All right. And Perfect. Serena, do you have a word for you? Um, delegate. Ooh. So I I've built um, a couple businesses in the last three years, and I've developed a wonderful reputation and uh, many groups that have helped many people. And I'm ready to bring others to help me lead those groups and to delegate responsibility because the ones that I am just a part of, I have so much more fun with mm. than the ones I actually lead. And it can be a, a blessing to somebody that's ready for it. So it's finding those people and being able to position them into, into these roles and uh, allow them to have their own vision and see where this can go for them. You tripped over one of my favorite um, qualifications for saying no which is when you say no to something that isn't a fit for you, you give someone else the opportunity to say yes. Mm. So I love that. Good for you. Yeah. And having fun. I think, is this the first time the word fun has been mentioned since we started talking? Huge. If you're not having fun, why are you doing the thing? I feel like adventure and fun are like synonymous. Okay. You can have the fun. You can have the credit. For fun, but clients, you're right. I told them, I said, that's my top requirement for my clients. 
is fun. And they're like, well, what if they're not fun? I said, then I have a letter. He was like, can I see the letter? And I was like, no, you're fun. <laughs> I was like, oh, you don't want to see the letter. <laughs> the letter is the, I'm sorry, we can't be working together letter? No, the letter is, it's you, not me. I think that's fun. It's more of you're my employee, you work for me. And it's a shift that has happened a couple times. And um, I like to work with people that want to work with me and appreciate what we do together. And that goes back to what you were talking about before is everybody does everything. So find the people that are fit for you, both as clients, but from the mentorship, partnership, resource side. There are plenty of people who do the thing that you need. Find the common connections and build. Yeah. And find what you need in order to do what you love. That is a wonderful, wonderful transition to my next question. <laughs> which is what are some simple ways for people to get moving? And we can, you can be as literal or as uh, figurative as you want in answering the question. I'm going to, I'm going to echo what Serena has already pointed out, put it on the calendar. I was having a conversation with someone while I was road tripping across Canada. And I think I was in Sault Ste. Marie. Having, having a pint, having a chat with somebody and they were saying, oh, you know, I really do want to move out West. I've got all the this, this stuff for it. And I've, you know, been meaning to, I'm like, well, if you've been meaning to, it's something you really want. Why don't you just pick a date? Like whether it's six months out, whether it's a year out, go and literally just put it on your calendar on your phone right now and put a like a little 10, like a, a one week reminder. So that a week from that date, your phone's going to give you a little, Hey, move out West. But, but sometimes that's all it takes because what you don't realize is that you know, fast forward six months from now or a year from now, you might be in that exact moment where you're going through a breakup or you're going through a life shift. And all of a sudden that little reminder pop-up comes up on the phone. You're like, you know what? That's actually what I want. That's what I want to do. So go for it. But if you don't throw things on the calendar or if you don't put them into a physical space or a real, if you don't put it out into the universe and you just keep it all in here, it's never going to happen. Never. The same with if you want to go somewhere, book the flight. You can always change the flight. You can always get the credit. You can always do, you can always, you can always find a solution, mm -hmm. but you got to take that first step, put it on the calendar, go book the flight, go do, go take some concrete real step toward what you want, whether it's for the future or right now. Yeah. And I tell you how much I love that. <laughs> the uh, whole yeah. purpose is that we have control over our lives. But we forget. Well, we don't forget, but people <laughs> forget that it is within their power. It truly is. It really is. Were you going to say something, Brian? Well, no, I just not. Well, if it's my turn. It um, should be your turn. Okay. Go right ahead. I don't, I don't want to I cut off my hand. But basically, I mean, I echo what she's saying. I mean, boldly say yes. You know, um, for me, everything that has happened that I've kind of created, it's been an intuitive hit. And I didn't wait around. I just acted on it almost immediately. And, and even though I hadn't maybe done it before or it was scary, I still just said yes. And I figured it out on the way there. 
like six years, seven years ago, I was invited to do a TEDx talk and I wasn't really even thinking about it, but I just, I gulped and said yes. And I just figured it out, you know, and it worked and what have you. But I mean, it's just, if it's a fit, you know, if it's an intuitive, all systems go, just do it and you will figure it out on the way there. Can I, can I ask your opinion? Because everybody here is a mover, a shaker. You've got goals, you've got businesses, you've got, you go after things. One of my theories, and I don't know if it's just me that experiences this, but is yes, I have these great goals and yes, I go with my gut and yes, I do the things. I do all the things that I want to do. I go for it. I'm full send. But what I have realized in life is that for everything that I want to go after, there's usually a consequence to it. So there's always, there's always a trade-off. So if I have a great big goal, there's always a great big trade-off that goes with it, whether that's the amount of time that I've had to spend to get there or saying mm-hmm. no to so many other opportunities to go after this one. There's always this, this trade-off, this consequence. But if it's smaller goals, the consequences or trade-offs tend to be a lot smaller. But when I want big things, it comes with a much bigger price tag. And I think that we idealize how much you can set your goals and go after it and live the life you want. I'm like, yeah, if I wanted a... a if I wanted more balance in my life and, and less chaos, then I wouldn't set the goals at the degree that I do. But I'm recognizing that for every big thing I want, there's a consequence that goes with it. And so I I balance those things. Is it a negative consequence? I can't like, well, yeah. If I'm um when I want to do a big road trip, if I want to be on the road for several months, sleeping in either campsites or Airbnbs or um different hotels, different events. There's the the consequence, the trade-off of uh, it's hard on the nervous system. It's really hard on mm-hmm. your, you don't have a consistent bed to sleep in. You don't have a consistent schedule. There are all sorts of things. Like when I was road tripping out here, um, I'd roll into towns a little bit too late and all the restaurants would be closed. I'm like, all right, well, I didn't plan that out very well. So now I'm eating soup from Tim Hortons again, not having a nutritional meal. Those things, they those are the consequences. Those, they snowball and they add up. But on the flip side, I'm like, I just road tripped across Canada. It was the best experience ever. So there's there's levels and degrees of consequences that come with these wonderful goals. Yes, I checked off a big goal, but it comes with these consequences. Hmm. I never thought about it that way. I mean, hmm. I don't know if I've suffered them maybe like that. I mean, yeah, when I was on the road last year, you know, sometimes if you're in the South or other places, it's hard to find healthier food. Um, so that, I suppose, is a little bit of a consequence. But I just... I don't know. I've always been pretty good at being uncomfortable and not really. Um, I'm sure you are. You have to be too. You know, with all that you do, you 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 camp a lot more. Um, you know, in a lot more difficult way than I did. You know, in an RV. But um, my body hates me. <laughs> well, I just I don't know. I I just I don't. Hmm. I, don't I, I think it, I think it's a balance thing too. So it's. Let's say you weren't a, a digital you, right? Even if you were always in the same place, you still can't do everything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it, I wouldn't even call it a consequence. I would just say a trade-off. Trade-off. Because it sounds a little bit nicer. The other thing is, and it's been years since I, I drove cross country to LA, but even, um, <laughs> even like, when I was going to my book signing in, um, what was that, in Manhattan Beach during rush hour, there were still snacks. There are always snacks in my car. So I don't think I would ever have that particular problem. Um, but to 
to find the balance. If you're doing this and you love it, say thank you to your body for being patient with you. Serena, I think you you wanted to say something. <laughs> yeah. um, so with investing, it's a cost of cost of opportunity is usually what we call it. So if you have a lot of personal capital and you use all of your capital for one investment instead of using other people's money, you know, or putting a percentage down, then you are the cost could be greater because there might be an opportunity right around the corner. Well, now you have no liquid. So I try to explain that um, because we leverage a lot of other people's money when we do our own investments. And people are like, well, if you have it in the bank, why don't you use it? I'm like, no, because I have a lot of opportunities that are coming at me at a very high speed. So in order to balance them and knowing which ones I want to say yes to and which ones I don't, um, it's always best to have as many options as possible which I think Deborah was really talking about um, with the snacks. <laughs> it's it's, it's balance, it's choice, yeah. it's opportunity. And it up. Yeah, and that's it, it, uh, in, intention. That is very much what that is. And setting expectations for what this tri- trip might um, come across, you know, even with the timing. One thing that, that you just tripped over Serena, which is exactly the thing. It's all about setting yourself up for success. What are the things you need to do? What are the skills that you need to to embrace or um, get? And what to create this life? And if it means you have to set a reminder to pack snacks the next time you go on a road trip <laughs> so you don't end up hungry at your destination... Each time you do, it's a little better. I'm going to sidetrack us a little because I love it for my guests to gift goals to our audience. So what is one thing someone can do today, tonight, tomorrow, immediately, because, you know, embrace the get moving, to move forward? Uh, Brian, do you have a goal to gift? Um, well, I'm, I'm kind of confused by the question. I mean, is there, you're wanting something to do or what do you mean by a goal? Like a uh, set a goal. What is you, a yeah, goal? Somebody else go first. I'm smarter than I look. <laughs> <laughs> what is, okay. Actually, because you put it that way, I'm going to yeah. make it two questions. Uh, what is a goal for yourself? <laughs> See, you both can blame Brian for this one because it's a great idea. What is a goal great, I'm not taking a blame for, for yourself? and then what is a recommended goal that someone who's tuning in can do to move forward with their life so you can take it in whatever order you want what is your goal and what goal are you gifting oh gosh well i'm all it'll be one and the same i'm always working on trying to be the best version of myself and, and along that just comes the the self-awareness. You know, I'm always just trying to, to become more and more self-aware and whether it's what is it that I really want to do? How do I want to get there? Um, what should I be doing right, right now just to kind of, you know, help myself get through this period of transition, et cetera, et cetera. But within also just, um, just how do I continue to be better, you know, as far as service and just connecting with people and, and expanding my whatever. So, I mean, I'm really going off 
tangent here, but you are. I, I, we noticed self awareness, self awareness, self awareness. <laughs> so the goal is to be more self aware. Absolutely. But isn't that like a good life goal? It's a good reminder. Of course, reminder. it is. Yes, 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 yes. I guess I don't. I I need. I would love to hear what what the, the other women in the panel have to say, and um, okay. that would be a better idea of what we're shooting for. So, Serena, do you want to go next? <laughs> yes. Um, so, my goal for myself obviously was fitness, um, and I set a powerlifting meet for December. So, you know, I have plenty of time. I have something very specific I'm aiming for. I know I'm going to be bench only. So, you know, I, I even specified it more. I have a guide. I have a coach that I trust completely. So I can actually surrender to the process, which for me in fitness is something I need to do because I'm very obsessive about that aspect of my life, which we can get when we don't have clarity and we think we know what to do. We think we know what actions to take and actually we don't, not in that area, not in, not in that spe specific um, situation. So my gift to someone else is to get a very intentional idea, very specific idea of what you want. And then take stock of what you have. So for me, it was a time I was going to commit. It was knowing I want to do this with my family, even. It was knowing I needed a coach that had enough um, accomplishments and enough of a background that I could trust him knowing who to trust. So those are the things that are very important for me, in my goal setting and put it on your calendar. Your future is on your calendar. Put it on there today. Even if it's just researching and Googling the next best step. I love that. And so you have a wonderful, purposeful goal for yourself. And the goal for those tuning in is to get that intention, figure out what you want, and then take that inventory, you know, where you are, where my book's uh, road trip theme, um, where are you now? Where are you going? What supplies do you have? And what do you need to get there? So that's fantastic. I love that. Amanda, what so is your goal? So my goal, uh, it's pretty simple overall. <laughs> and this is sort of the advice side too. It's kind of combined is I want to wake up happy every day. And it seems so simple, but it is a really good weather vane on if I'm doing the right things for myself or if I'm not, if I wake up and I, you know how those are those mornings where you wake up and you're like, Oh, I've got this meeting today. I've got that thing that's due. I got to pay those bills. Like that feeling, you know, that like sinking or that, that gripping or grasping, like, Oh, you're just waking up and you're like, 
not really looking forward to the things. Or there's that feeling where you wake up, you're like, oh my gosh, okay, okay, get the coffee on, get the dog outside, get on the laptop, like, let's get this thing, like, the thing's going. I'm so excited about this, or I'm so excited to reveal this to the client, or I'm so excited to see the results of that ad, or I'm so excited because it's camping day. Like, there are things that light you up and lift you up. So if you wake up every day and you find more days than not that you're waking up with that sinking feeling or you're just waking up unhappy, ask yourself why. Like, like literally just day by day, ask yourself, okay, what is it today that I'm unhappy about? Is it within my control to actually change this? If it's not something I can change today, is this something that I can take action for so that I can change it for next year or for the next five years? But what is the thing that's making you unhappy? And if you say your kids, that doesn't count because <laughs> they both make you happy and unhappy all in one at the same. It's, it's a never, it's a, it's like an elastic. That's, that's different. But what about you? What can you do in your everyday with your career, with your life, your um, interpersonal relationships, your everything, you wake up and you're unhappy. You literally are in control of changing it. But if you don't ask yourself that question, or if you don't pay attention to it, it yeah. can snowball. And then you find yourself, you know, fast forward five years and you're still in the same place with the wrong person and the wrong job and the wrong everything and miserable. So you, you just, my goal is to wake up happy. And by me taking those little incremental shifts when I'm not waking up happy, it has made a big difference. Hmm. I love that it's your goal and also the goal that you are gifting because it, and even the correction, if you don't love all of your life is to at least love some of your life and do the thing that you love first thing, and that will set your day on a better path. And it, well, and this is the reason I do what <clears throat> I do what I do is because I believe everybody deserves to love most, if not all of their life. If you need to make change, whether by choice or by circumstance, do it. It is within your power. One of the one of the questions I'm always asking people when I first meet them isn't necessarily what do you do for a living. One of my questions is if you could do anything in the world, any job that you wanted to, no, you know, no holds barred, what job would you be doing? So I'm not necessarily as concerned about what are they doing right now, but if you ask somebody what job would you like to be doing, they usually light up and you learn so much more about them and about their passions and their personality versus so what do you do? Yeah. Well, and, and then the flip side of that is if they say I'm doing it, then they're waking up happy. They yes. pass the Amanda test and they're living a better life. And I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't love Facebook ads. I do Facebook ads for a living. I don't love it. It's been a landmine lately, but I still love waking up happy, love the work that I'm doing, love the people I'm working with. So there's always, again, always trade-offs, but mm. does it come with that? You know, you don't have to love your actual job, but you have to love how it fuels your life. It's a mm. vehicle. Like yeah. real estate's a vehicle for relationships. It is. Like I'm in the people business, not the house business. Mm -hmm. I have an answer now. Oh, I'm sorry. You do. Well, you know, I think I know why I got tripped up. I don't set goals. I, I have intentions because in the past, sometimes I've set a goal and it was too narrow. And so by putting an intention, there's so many different ways to get there. And I'm always surprised. And so I just don't think that way. Um, but I think a while back I was trying to manifest. I think I was feeling like collaboration would be good for me. And most of the stuff I've done up to now, I've just, it's just been me. I've been a lone wolf. And so I, I brought that in about a month ago with this person I'm working on this multi-author book with. And it's been really, really awesome um, doing that. And so um, I guess you can say that was 
an intention slash goal of mine, but it, it, it just happened. And so now I guess I'll gift the gift of collaboration, you know, and, and there's so many different ways that we can collaborate. So the goal is to find a collaboration. Yeah. Collaborate. Well, I mean, you, you, well, that's, I mean, it just happened because I was just, I had that just feeling like I felt like it was time for me to do that and it, and it manifested. So I guess to, for you want us to gift something to everybody else. So just, yeah, gifting the gift of collaboration, whether it's a business collaboration, whether it's just friendship, whether it's um, a better relationship with a family member, you name it. But collaboration with the right people is gold. I think that's fantastic. And you've given me, you've just totally taken my, my goal format off kilter. Thank you. No, it, 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 I am a unique duck. I know I am. (laughs) These are all good points. And and I am having flashbacks to our conversations in the past about goals versus intention. I'm always going to upset the apple cart. You know that. Which is makes for better conversation, right? But having, but for me, goals are to get to the intended life. Yeah. It's about creating the life that you want, that you deserve, that makes you happy. Because we should all, we're not supposed to use the word should, but I use it anyway. (laughs) We have the power to be happy. So empower yourself, do the things, big things, little things that make you happy. For sure. So friends, where can people learn more about you? Okay, we, we've lost your volume completely, Serena. So I will put, if you go to thedebmethod.com slash blog uh, and look up the recap, we will have the ways to find Serena. Brian, where can people find you? Uh, social media is usually just at G Brian Benson. My website's G Brian Benson, um, that multi-author book project and dare to dream book.com. But, uh, yeah, I'm all over the place. Excellent. And Amanda, where can people find you? Well, being the Facebook ads person I am, Facebook is usually the best way to find me. Facebook.com slash the digital gal. You can find me at my website, thedigitalgal.com. And if you want to take a crack at learning how to do your own Facebook ads, you can go and get a swift kick in the ads over at swiftkickintheads.com. <laughs> I love how you embrace humor in, <laughs> in what you do because ads, they're, they're a thing. You know, we live in a social world where, or a social media world because uh, most people know I'm like social media adjacent. Um Social media is necessary evil. Ads for most people, I'm thinking you would agree, is overwhelming. Absolutely. No matter what your skill set. So the fact that you look at it with humor and light is awesome. Uh, Brian, the fact that you're continually exploring and finding new projects to do, amazing. Serena, your, your talent for bringing people together in the right situations. It's all a part of moving forward, helping people live that absolute better life. Because if we're not moving forward, we're standing still. And what fun is that? <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> we have a strong no thank you against fun. <laughs> thank you so much, Amanda Robinson, G. Brian Benson, and Serena Bales for joining me today. Thank you for tuning in. Again, you can find the recaps at thedevmethod.com slash blog. If you need some help, you can grab a copy of your goal guide at your favorite place to buy books. Or if you need more 
inspiration and motivation, you can find me at the Dev Method everywhere. Um, thank you again, Amanda, Brian, Serena. Final thought? Serena, let's see if we have volume. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes. What is your final thought, Serena? Um, put it on your calendar. Okay. I don't think it can be said enough. Okay. Brian? Keep, keep searching for and patting yourself, searching for that self-acceptance and self-love and, and patting yourself on the back. That, that is the toughest thing for us to do as human beings. And it's, it's the thing that can offer us the most. Aww. Yeah. Love that. And what about you, Amanda? Final thought to you. Final, final thought to you. Your happiness is worth it. Oh, so true. What a wonderful, wonderful way to end on. Thank you, friends. Uh, thank you, audience, for tuning in and choosing your life. Um, you're here. You're, you want to achieve your goals. So go on out there and go for it. And just remember one thing. You can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.